What's going on, people? It's been a little while. It's been like a week and a half. Um, we're back. We're better than ever. Actually, not really, because we're once again 75% Paisans here. We're three, four, three quarters Paisans here. Uh, Angelo is missing yet again. And uh, the returns, it's becoming an anticipated return for him because of how long it's been. Um, we got a couple things to talk about this week, like uh, the unbelievable Monday night football game between the Seahawks and the 49ers. Um, let's start with that. Russell Wilson, MVP chance in, for, in San Francisco. It's looking, it's looking like it's a race between him and Lamar Jackson, and I don't see anyone else involved in it. See, I disagree with you there because Deshaun Watson is playing unbelievable. But we'll get to that. His stats back it up to it. Deshaun Watson should be – this whole thing about Lamar Jackson, yes, he's playing great. Deshaun Watson, his stats are almost identical to his. So it's absolutely absurd that people don't even consider him a part of the MVP race right now. I don't know. There's way too much talk about Lamar Jackson. But that being said, Russell Wilson, man. What else can you say? What else can you say? I've got a lot of material to bring up on Russell Wilson. I want to give you guys some space to talk about it because I got. Why don't you start? Why don't you start with his height? Facts today. Why don't you start with his? How people told him he, he would no, never I'm, be I'm anything. I'm not going to go there yet. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to go there yet. You guys go first. I mean, I, I said all I've had to say about him. He's fantastic. He's playing out of his mind, and um, he deserves an MVP award this year. If he doesn't get it and it goes to Lamar Jackson, that's okay because uh, both of them are playing great. It's really. It's really a toss-up for who's going to win it this year, but um, as through 10 weeks so far, it's either of their games right now. Yeah, I agree. But um, I think Russell Wilson kind of got that game handed to him yesterday. He didn't have handed his, to him? He didn't have his best game. Handed to him. He didn't have his best game as a quarterback. This is what I'm talking about. He didn't have his best game. His, his, his defense really helped him. His defense picked him up. And he's got to thank the 49ers kicker for absolutely shanking that field goal. He went against the best defense, arguably, in the league. I know. Hey, you know the weapons that he has. He threw a key interception. He did. But what happened after that interception? Like he's done in his career. He comes back. He's the first one back. He leads the team to victory. We all know. Are we ready for the rant? Are we ready for the Russell Wilson? No, I mean, I understand. He's. I, I definitely think he's the MVP right now. I'm just saying... It wasn't all him. It was his defense, really, that won that game. Russell Wilson won that game for them. Okay. Russell Wilson. Ryan, are you ready J- for the Russell Wilson rant? Jadavion Clowney single-handedly he, he did. He destroyed played great. the 49ers. He, he played great. First of all, what do you think about the 49ers? I think they're good. Uh, their offense, they had the two best players out, Emmanuel, San- Emmanuel Sanders and Kittle. George Kittle. Yeah. So I think I think they're going to be fine. I mean, and like the running game was good. Jimmy Garoppolo looked pretty bad in the two-minute drill. Yeah, that, he was throwing some bad passes. Well, you, everybody was saying he looked a little flustered, but at the end of the day, yes, he didn't have his two weapons, mm-hmm. his two uh, most important weapons in Kittle and Sanders. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he is gonna be rattled. Also, you're gonna be rattled when uh, the Empire State Building that is J- Jadavion Clowney mm-hmm. is right in your grill every two seconds. I would be a little scared too if that guy was running at me and uh, pounding me into the dirt, into the grass, into the turf. <laughs> Pause. I, I don't know about you. <laughs> no homo yeah, sure. right there. Go. Okay. All right, let's hear your rants. 
Ryan, are you going to say anything, or do you want? Can I go? On um, right before you do, just like if we're going to talk about the 49ers, I think they played a great game, a very impressive game, considering that they had George Kittle out and Sanders out for pretty much the entire game. Um, I think it's a little concerning that if they're going to be in a big game like the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl, then you kind of have to imagine that they're going to be in a situation where they need Jimmy G to run a two-minute drill because oftentimes Super Bowls are close games. And I think 49ers fans would be lying if they told me they weren't concerned after what they saw on Monday night. I know that, that he didn't have his two his top two targets to go to, but uh, he did not look good, and he definitely needs to play better in future big games like that. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Here is the Russell Wilson rant. Get ready, folks. Guys, I know everybody believes that Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. I know people are starting to see that he's going to be the league MVP this year. However, however, I need you guys to start changing your mindset here. Russell Wilson is on his way to becoming a top five quarterback of all time and one of the best players in the NFL in NFL history. Period. End of story. And I'm, I'll give you some stats here. He has the most wins by an NFL quarterback in his first seven seasons in NFL history. This year, if he gets, I believe, ten wins, he ties. Uh, Tom Brady, and if he gets 11, he passes Tom Brady for eight seasons, wins in eight seasons. Wilson is one of five quarterbacks with 75 or more wins in any seven-season span of a career. That's including the GOAT, Tom Brady. Russell Wilson's stats are not really comparable to the uh, two, other, two others that are considered to be in the top five of all time in Brady and Breeze. I asked Angelo before. I said, Angelo. Russell Wilson is on his way to becoming a top five quarterback. He goes, it's kind of tough when you have Brady and Breeze. So I did some research. Let's look at Brady and Breeze's stats in their first He's not just seasons. talking about Brady and Breeze. He included Peyton Manning I, I and agree, John Unitas those and Those are the two goats. guys that are, okay. Those are the two guys that are playing currently that are, that he is putting in the top five of all time. Am I not correct? You're, in, you you're not incorrect. Okay. okay, so here we go. Tom Brady, first seven seasons. 88.4 QBR, 61.9 completion percentage, 21,564 yards, 147 touchdown passes, and 78 interceptions. That's Tom Brady. Drew Brees, 87.9 QBR, 63.7 completion percentage, 21,189 yards, 134 touchdown passes, and 82 interceptions. Now, let's get to the GOAT. Russell Wilson. I can't call him the GOAT yet. 103, 100.3 QBR, 64.2 completion percentage, a point higher than everybody else. Oh, the QBR is 20 points, almost 20 points higher than everybody else. That's not true. It's 15 over Brady. Okay, 15, 15. 25,624 yards. That's 4,000 more yards around. 196 touchdown passes. That's 50 more than Brady. I can't do math in my head. 60 more than Breeze. Oh, and wait. 63 interceptions. Only 63 interceptions. 15 less than Brady. 20 less than Breeze. Uh, do numbers lie, folks? Oh, wait. There's more. Forget stats for a minute. They're definitely there to prove that he's the best, in my opinion. However, he has redefined the quarterback position, guys. If it wasn't for him, last year's first number one overall pick, Kyler Murray would not have been taken. The year before that, Baker Mayfield would not have been taken. 
he has paved the way for short quarterbacks to enter the league. He's shown that you just need arm strength. You need some mobility. You can see behind the line, that whole myth that you can't see behind the line. You can find some holes. You can find some lanes. Guys, you will see short quarterbacks enter the league in the future every single year from here on out because of this guy. He has reshaped the game. In addition, he is the best leader of this generation. He's the best leader of this generation. I have never seen a human being able to come back for more than Russell Wilson. Guys, he threw an interception on the one-yard line to lose the Super Bowl. That's not something that you just, like, bounce back from. I, th- I think it kind of is, ruin, to be honest. That it has, because, that's something that ruins somebody's career. 90% of these guys... I mean, first off, I don't think we've ever seen a case where a guy has just sucked the rest of his career when he's still after he's still young and makes a big mistake in a big game like that. It doesn't really happen where people no, just roll just a, over. It's not also, just a big these mistake. that's the worst mistake. Okay, you can have. and I, I get you on that. But in the biggest, all moment. these guys talk about what motivates them all the time, and if anything, that could have just given him more motivation to be better than anyone else has ever gotten in the NFL history. Like throwing a pick to end the Super Bowl is pretty big motivation for you to get right back in the gym and be better than the year before. Like if you give a home run, you give up a home run in your last pitch of a season. That's probably motivation for you to just kick ass and not make that happen the next year. And it's the same thing with Russell Wilson. Solid point. However, my final point about Russell Wilson. The only thing that will stop him from being the greatest ever will be the fact that he has taken too much money. Because they do not the Seahawks as an organization do not have enough money to put a great surrounding cast around him. Like Tom Brady takes a pay cut and they have a great team well they don't really necessarily have a great team this year but they can put more players around them and that's my rant that's my Russell I'm going to disagree with a couple things on there I think it's a great point I think the stats are very interesting and there's no doubt about it that Russell Wilson is on his way to a Hall of Fame career that's without a doubt he's playing fantastic football and he has been for years um, first point that I kind of disagree with is you're saying he's paving the way for players that are short, for quarterbacks that are short, showing them they can do it, they can find visual lanes to throw the ball, and it's not all about throwing over a six foot five defensive line, and it's more to it than that. I mean, Drew Brees is forty years old, and he's only a half an inch taller than Russell Wilson, so I don't think he's exactly. I don't think that half an inch difference, just because Drew Brees is over the six, six foot mark, I don't think that makes Russell Wilson pave the way any more than it than Drew Brees has already done. Um, also, I'm going to have to disagree with the fact that it's going to take a a pay cut or something like that, something like Tom Brady's doing in New England in order for his team to be fantastic. Look at the first time the Seahawks won the Super Bowl and the year after. Why were they there? They got Bobby Wagner, Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, and Byron Maxwell all in the draft. That's proving my point. That's not proving your point. If they draft well, oh, they draft. If they draft well, there's no reason that Russell Wilson's contract should be barring them from from winning. If anything, it's more of a motivation to the guys on his team already to kick ass more. It's like, wow, we got this guy a couple lockers over from us getting 
200 plus million dollars from our squad. If we kick ass, we could probably do the same thing. If they draft well, if they kick ass in the draft room, there's no reason they couldn't be back at the Super Bowl more often than not. Yeah, when I make that point, it's kind of just I'm trying to find something that I think is negative about the guy because he holds a high, high standard and value in my mind. So that's the only thing I could think of because the guy just makes everybody better too. I mean, you talk about Tyler Lockett, undrafted, pro bowler now. Talk about he, – he made Will Disley a name. <laughs> oh, who the hell was Will, Will Disley? Will Disley was a who's defensive the, lineman in college turned tight end there because of go. Russell Wilson, yeah. Who was the guy last night? Or uh, Hostler. Monday night? Hostler. Hostler. Four, number 44. This guy's a practice squad player. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, give Jacob Abercrombie. Past two games, he's had, what, three touchdowns? Yeah. All right, Pip. Crazy. Question for you, Pip, about Russell Wilson. Let's hear it. If, if, if he continues to go on his career and, like, the way he's playing now, but doesn't win another championship, how can he be more of a GOAT than Tom Brady? He can't. You can't? No, he can't. Okay, so so championships are playing a big part. I hold championships very high in my book, but stats speak for themselves. I, I, yeah, I do. Russell Wilson keeps it up. I do agree. I think that Super Bowls have pretty much everything to do with yeah. being the good. I can't see point. anyone passing. Tom Brady. It's just because, like, if you, you actually, if Russell you actually look head, two, no, two, I, I can see that happening. Brady is six, right? Brady Five? is six. What's that? I mean, Brady, Brady is Brady six. Six, I think. Yeah, Russell Wilson is one. Yeah. Okay. We're talking so. top five. I never said. Oh, okay. You said goat. You could argue you that said he's goat. a goat. You could argue. I think. I think you'd lose goat. that argument if you said that, that Russell Wilson's the goat. Yeah. I, I think you would lose that. Listen. To be honest, and I, the really I, who's to say no. that Russell Wilson can't go on a streak? The bottom line, and, and no, like that could happen. They could have Jimmy G could win five straight Super Bowls and then be considered in the goat conversation. We never know what's going to happen. The bottom line is he has one Super Bowl. Okay, if you really and look, he was one yard away. From okay, two. but he's the reason against they didn't get two, and you can call against it on Tom against Brady. the play call. Yeah. They they don't care. They don't care. The bottom line, he has one Super Bowl right now. So if you really look at the numbers between Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, I think it's pretty clear that regular season wise, Peyton Manning was by far the better quarterback. They were in much more pass heavy offense where they completely relied on Peyton Manning, and and that and he was the key to. All to the success of the all of the Colts teams that he played for and the Broncos until his last season. But the fact that he kept losing the big game and he lost in the Super Bowl to the Saints and he really never beat Tom Brady in the AFC Championship consistently, that's the reason right then and there that Tom Brady's considered the better quarterback. So he Russell Wilson has a ways to go before he's even in that consideration. I think he needs to win three more Super Bowls to be in the consideration of best all time. Drew Brees has one Super Bowl. Yeah, Drew Brees has one Super Bowl, but he also leads the NFL in history in passing yards and completions. So Okay, Russell Wilson's on his way. Yeah, you could say he's on his way, but it's definitely a far ways away. He's won one, and he's got five more to go to catch up to Tom Brady. That's a lot. All I know is that is that people do not... People are surprised. We're going to put those stats out. People are going to be surprised. People don't realize that those stats are there. All I'm saying is that this guy needs to be held in a way higher perspective than people think. Mm-hmm. And it's getting there. It's getting. It's catching up. It's catching up. And I'm glad to see that. If he well, takes the MVP this year, he'll definitely open some eyes. Honestly, in, in all honesty, I, I, I hate to piss you off, but I really do think Lamar Jackson's the MVP. 
Oh my! Don't don't even start what? that. Don't even start what? that. First of all, Deshaun Watson. Chris, pull up this guy. I'm pulling up this guy's stats. Deshaun Watson's stats are right with Lamar Jackson. Right with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but the thing is, Lamar Jackson is he, he almost has a thousand yards rushing. Yes. Deshaun Watson doesn't. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna find out. But I know his passing stats are literally Lamar Jackson literally carrying that offense. I don't know. I, I think Who? No, no, no. No, Lamar Jackson has a way better team around him than Deshaun Watson. Yes, but on Deshaun offense, Watson's offensive line is, is in fucking shambles, absolute shambles. I'm just saying, I I have my money so far. Like right now, I I would put money on Lamar Jackson winning the MVP over Deshaun Watson. That's me. Over Deshaun? You mean over Russell Wilson? I either of them, to be honest. I think. I really do think that Lamar Jackson's doing something that we haven't seen in years, and usually the MVP award goes to something we haven't seen in a long time. Like, they try and do something based on the wow factor. Obviously, like, passing yards matter, rushing yards matter, passing touchdowns matter, all that stuff, and how good your team is. But if they if it's a toss-up between Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson, they're going to give it to Lamar Jackson due to the fact that we've never, we haven't seen anything like this in years. Since Michael Vick, yeah, that's what it is. It's the it's the wow factor right now that Lamar Jackson is pulling off. Absolutely, but I think I I think I found some stats here, and rushing, passing, they all go to Deshaun Watson. Completions, attempts, percentage, yards, mm-hmm. uh, yards per attempt, touchdowns, yeah, interceptions. Lamar Jackson's not going to win any passing and, awards, that's for sure. And Deshaun Watson's been sacked almost ten more times. <laughs> So Deshaun Watson gets all passing stats, and all rushing stats go to Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, all I, I'm not arguing. Lamar Jackson is a fucking stud. Okay, he's proven me. He's proven everybody wrong. I thought he wasn't really the best passer. He's proven that. He's proven me wrong in that aspect. He's legit. All I'm saying is that people are so caught up in the hype of Lamar Jackson that they're forgetting to look at Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's right there. He's absolutely I right. I agree there. with you, man. So let's get to this. Um, who would have thought that the Rams would be five and four through nine games? Something's wrong. Something's I, wrong there. I, mean, I sure as hell know that. I sure as hell know that Chris, who has Todd, oh, who had Todd Gurley on his roster, is a little disappointed in the Rams and Sean McVay. What say you, Chris? I mean, like I'm obviously it wasn't disappointed last week because my Steelers beat them, but um, yeah. Todd Gurley just he simply is not the same with his knees. He can't he can't he can't break through the line. He he can't have those breakout rushes. He he's not even involved in the passing game anymore. So I, I personally think for that offense to be successful, they need Todd Gurley to be more involved. He needs to have twenty touches, but if he's not healthy, I can't see the I can't see the Rams making any noise. I agree. Here's my theory. Here's my theory on the Rams right now. There's a couple things that are making them five and four. I think their defense is playing very good football. I don't think there's a problem on the defensive side of the football. You look on that side of the ball, and they have nothing but pro bowlers. They have very good. They have a very good defensive mind out there. Um, and, and Wade Phillips isn't that their defensive coordinator? Yeah, it's Wade Phillips. Um, he's doing a great job with their defense. Um, the offense is the problem, and Sean McVay is supposed to be this offensive mind, this guru, and things really aren't working out for him. And I think. In all honesty, 
it has to do with two biggest two of the biggest factors. One, they just extended Jared Goff to a huge contract when if you really look at his first year versus his second year, the leap the leap in his play solely came from Sean McVay. He's a very good quarterback to like to, to fit into that kind of system, the wide West Coast offense, the spread offense, the shotgun offense, where he also has a receiving running back in Todd Gurley. But he has just simply not played up to the caliber of play that we've come to expect over the last couple of years. And yesterday, it came out in the game against the, the Steelers that he had receivers open on 70% of the plays, and he only completed 54% of his passes. So that shows you that Sean McVay is doing a very good job getting, putting in plays, getting those receivers open. Jared Goff's just not throwing the ball well. No, I, I got to stop you there. I got to stop you there. The problem is not Jared Goff, okay? The problem is 100% the offensive line. They were one of the best in the league last year. This year, they're rated one of the worst. The interior line has played god-awful. They're one of the worst lines in the league. When you're a quarterback and you are getting hit almost every play. Last year, I have a stat here. Last year, uh, Jared Goff got hit 34 times the whole season while he was passing. This year, he has already got hit while passing 30 times. 30 times. And it's not what nine games, ten games in. That just shows you the line is playing awful. When you have when you have pressure in your face and you don't know whether you're going to get smacked to the freaking turf mm-hmm. every two seconds when you drop back, you don't see anything down the field. You don't see anything. And, Absolutely. And that's anything. a valid point to bring up, but I do think that my second theory as to why things are going wrong in L.A., I think that has a lot to do with why Jared Goff is getting hit so much. I think that every single defense coming in to play the Rams is looking at their team and they're saying, Todd Gurley is not healthy. Let's stop Jared Goff and make Todd Gurley beat us. I think what happened is that due to the fact that the Rams last year just extended Todd Gurley for a four-year, $60 million contract, which is huge for running backs because they don't have great longevity, he's guaranteed $45 million over four years. They said, shit, we have so much money going to this guy. We have to make sure we get him available for each of the four years that he's in. He's contractually obligated to play for us. So they're not giving him the ball that much. Against On Sunday against the Steelers, he ran the ball 12 times. We were used to seeing him getting the ball 30 times a game last he year. Didn't have a, he didn't have a touch in the fourth Exactly. Year. You know that somewhere in that front office, in that coaching room, they're saying this guy cannot get the ball 20 times this game. I mean, I'll give you a stat, too. Jared Goff, I mean, at the end of the day, you're the quarterback. you got to play better. His, his QBR is lower than Jameis Winston, <laughs> Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, and a backup quarterback, Marcus Mariota. I mean, that, that's all you got to know there. The Rams are in bad shape. They are definitely, in my opinion, not making the playoffs. I would have to agree with you, and it's crazy because they were 13-3 and last year. They made it to the Super Bowl. There was nothing after last year that told you, hey, this team's screwed from here on out. There's a one-and-done fluke here, and they're already shot. It looks like they're done, and, and it's crazy. We're going to talk, we're gonna talk a little more Rams when we get to our for real for Ghazi, but let's get to the Vikings-Cowboys Sunday night football game. That was game. a great game. Great game. Awesome game. Great game. What did you think about Kirk? Kirk Kirk is showing up, man. 
September Kirk was bad. October Kirk Kirk has been has been very good. If October Kirk shows up in November and December, the Vikings can go uh can go pretty damn far. A lot of people are considering Kirk Cousins in the MVP race too. No. Yeah. We're, no. He's, he's he's playing that well. Are you serious? Really? I have yeah. not heard that once. He really yeah. no. He is. He is. His QBR is. He's fourth in QBR. He's actually third in QBR, behind Patrick Mahomes, um, by only two points. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Crazy. I think that's just because there's that, so. The I thing. mean, when you have when you have this is just basic football. If you have the best running back in football, a fantastic run game, a good offensive line, yeah. that's going to open up the passing game. The guy threw the ball 12 yeah, yeah. times in his first game this year. What does that tell you about how they view their offense for four weeks of the preseason, for all of minicamp? They decided to throw the ball 12 times in their first game. Yeah, I, that I, just shows you how confident not, they are in him. But no, all they need him to be is a, is a serve. That's all they need. And they could go far. Dalvin Cook looks unbelievable. I, I love watching Dalvin Cook. He no. just runs so runs hard. hard. He so runs hard, but he runs through the holes. What like, I want what I want people to realize is that it's scheme. A lot uh, the guy is unbelievable. He's got a burst that I've honestly haven't seen. Really I saw it from Saquon Barkley last year a little bit. But Dalvin Cook has that short burst that I mm-hmm. just electrifying. But it's scheme. Like they run these stretch plays. It's Gary Kubiak. It just opens up so many holes. Like you never, like you would never see the Giants do anything like that. Like the Giants just hand the ball off. I don't even want to get to the Giants. It fucking pisses me off. But the Giants just hand the ball off. Tell Saquon, hey, run through the middle of the line. They give Dalvin Cook some options. They they stretch the whole line. They like move him out, and then he could run through whatever holes he wants. He's letting him. They're letting him do his thing. It's it's coaching. What I want people to realize is that if your team isn't playing well. I'm telling you that 65 to 70 percent of it is coaching, 100. Mm-hmm. percent He's also involved immensely in the passing game. Yes, like he's just getting these little dump ball passes and just running his ass off to the end zone. And that Vikings defense is no joke. No, they're, no, they're they're a good team. They're, they're in a tough division too. What do you think about the Cowboys? Right? Cowboys are in trouble. They suck. No team out of the NFC East is going to go anywhere this year, and I'm very happy to say it. Like, I, this isn't an overreaction. It's not like this was their third or second loss of the season and we're overreacting to a Sunday night football loss. Like, they're 5-4. and four. Like, this is not a good football team right now. I think it is entirely Jason Garrett. Jason, I, it's, it's beyond... There are two coaches that I just don't understand how they still have their job, and it's Dan Quinn... And Jason Garrett. Those two teams are teams that should be very good football teams and just aren't. They have so much talent on both sides of the football, and they're doing nothing. I mean, you just, you just saw the Falcons come into the Superdome, into, into New Orleans, and kick the shit out of the Saints after the Saints had a bye week. That just shows you, like, what they're capable of. And they didn't even have Devontae Freeman pass the first quarter. Like, that's, that's what the Falcons could do week in, week out, but they don't. That was their second one of the season. The Cowboys have one of the best running backs in football, one of the best lines in football, a very capable quarterback running the football and throwing the football, and they've got a great defense. So why are they 5-4 and four? in a bad division? The only, thing I, the only thing I'll say is that Ezekiel Elliott does not look the same. And I'm not surprised because he's one of those guys – that you could see, he looks like he's running in the Cabo sand. To be quite honest, <laughs> it, he he looks like he got paid and he just doesn't give a shit. Honestly, mm-hmm. he really 
It really does. He doesn't have that same burst. I, that that team is dependent on Zeke being an absolute monster. And I'm not I'm not doing that saying that to slight Dak because I think Dak is well under respected by everybody. I think he's a very very good quarterback. I think you could win a lot of games with him and possibly win a Super Bowl with him. But Zeke has to be an absolute monster, and he's just not that right now. He's not that. And maybe it's uh, Kellen Moore. By the way, Kellen Moore looks like a freaking two-year-old. <laughs> looks like a, he looks like a two-year-old on the sideline. Speaking, speaking of Dak Prescott, you guys see that that like uh, warm-up he did? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the, all over fucking Twitter. The hip. The hip. Maybe, I should, maybe we should give a go at that. I like that. Dad. Like, it's, it's literally... Going viral on Twitter, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I want to see you do that, Fennel. Get the hips moving. The hips moving. You got uh, it. We talked about this. Do you have any moves? Some dance moves. Yeah, them dance moves. I don't know. Like, do you have a go-to? Yeah, it's called Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. That's the dance move. Ryan, do you have a dance move? Uh, it's called sitting at the bar. I don't dance. Fuck okay. that. <laughs> you guys, it's you called guys... get me another beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go. The the Finns, man. The Finns are looking better than the Giants. Who would have ever thought that? More wins in the Patriots in November. <laughs> That's a funny oh, way to look Finns. at it. <laughs> the Finns are on a two-game winning streak, folks. Two games. Nine and seven is still intact. It, they can, Nine and they seven. They can still get that wild card. They can still get the wild card. Imagine. Can you imagine? <laughs> be All the- I know is that the Finns can't even tank the right way. Yeah, they're fucking up that way. They're fucking yeah. up. Tank. It's it's so bad, Don't and I games. think they're actually going to get another win this year. I think they're going to get another win. So they have. So against, this, this is the schedule the they problem. have left. Against the Jets. This is the schedule they have left. They play at home against the Bills, at the Browns, at home against the Eagles, at the Jets, at the Giants, and at home against the Bengals, and then they have the Patriots. That sounds like so, four wins. They so can they beat the can, Jets and the so Giants. So the teams easily. they can beat are the Bengals, the Jets, the Giants, and. I don't think they could beat the Browns or the Bills, but the spread is saying otherwise this week against the Bills. I could see the Bills going downhill fast and the Dolphins being the culprit for that. Um, but there are definitely some wins left on that schedule for the Miami Dolphins. And I hope they do because as a Giants fan, I'm looking for the Giants to get that first overall pick and trade out of it and get a haul. And I mean a haul for either Tua or Herbert or um, what's his name from LSU? Forgot his name. Fuck. Whatever. Joe Burrow. <laughs> I, I, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I really dangled I, it there. I knew it right away. Should, I, just, I just wanted to make you. Ask I don't for understand, it. guys. I don't understand. Why don't you guys like college football? I like college football this, this year. It's it's so this year. It's interesting. Like, I think most years it sucks, and I just Alabama's think it's so not... stupid how there's only four playoff teams. It's basically for ninety percent of teams, it's like you lose a game, you're out, and I think that's so stupid. Yeah, I agree. I think it should be like eight, and a one team gets a, a buy, or nine, and one team gets a buy, so that there's more of like a, a bracket kind of feel. But it is the thing that I love about college football is that there's always debate on who should be in the top four. Like this team beat that team, but they didn't play well in the first half, so they can't be. I mean, it's just it's so intriguing. And that, and like, it's debates. definitely good to have debate, but it's not good enough to to always yeah. ask what if this team made the playoffs like. Like the year that UCF went fifteen and zero and missed the playoffs, it's just dumb. And I understand if they get waxed in the first round, that's fine. Like I get that, but what are you asking them to do more than go than fifteen and zero? That's just it's it just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. But whatever. Well, the thing is that Minnesota 
beating Penn State this week fucked things up big time. And obviously LSU beating Alabama. Alabama is Go out. Tigers. I don't know why I hate Nick Saban. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> Ed Ogeron is the What's man. up, boys? Ed Ogeron is my spirit animal. I love Ed Ogeron. He's the best. He's a, If you don't want to fucking run through a brick wall for that guy, I don't know who you would. Well, actually, John Gruden. John Gruden. John Gruden. Let's get to the Raiders, guys. The Raiders. Guys, the Raiders are... Well, they're going to be in our... Fr- Let's get, You want to just get into the Freela Fugazi? Let's get into the Freela Fugazi. That's all, that's all you, Pip. Okay, Freela Fugazi. My first team, the Raiders. That'll, that'll segue us into the Raiders. Chris, you go first. Raiders. For real Raiders? Fugazi. I don't think they're for real. For real? Yeah. Wow. Ryan? Well, again, this is the same question I ask for every time. Is this for real or Fugazi to make the playoffs or for like... No, just a contender. Uh, playoffs, yeah. Playoffs, contender, whatever. I'll call them for real. I will. Because I think I just think they're so unbelievably well coached. And I think they have such a good balance between their passing and run game that they really could make moves. I agree. And honestly, I think Antonio Brown leaving was the best. I couldn't games. possibly it galvanize agree more. that squad. Yeah. They the, brought them together. Yeah. I'm I'm going for real. They could not be more for real. Derek Carr, guys, Derek Carr is legit. He's playing great this year. He's 104.4 passer rating. He is top ten. Oh, he's ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's ahead of Dak Prescott. Oh, he's ahead of Lamar Jackson. Oh, oh. he's ahead of Drew Brees. Oh, oh, he's ahead of. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. That was it. But Derek Carr is playing really good, guy. Also, don't knock my boy Justin Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, my bad. Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. Oh, he's really your boy. You don't even know his name. All right, shut up, Pip. Jesus, like you've never messed up before. <laughs> Josh Jacobs oh, was my preseason rookie of the year pick, and a lot of analysts said if the season were to end today, they would have him as their rookie of the year offensively. He's playing out of his mind. That's, that's just that's just it. Who else is there? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's on a losing football team and has played poorly in half Kyler of his games Murray, this season. Kyler Murray, if you thought that the, the Cardinals were going to compete for anything this year, you had another thing coming for you. They're at least in games because of this Pip, guy. You had don't them. Even get, don't even Pip, get me. Don't, you had them as a better record than they are right now. That makes no sense. Don't even. Don't even start. Pip, they're 3 Kyler 6 Murray and 1. They are 3 6 and 1. Okay? Can we agree on that? They're on pace for five wins. You had them as a six or seven win football team. So what do you mean no one thought that they would be here? Well, They're I actually did. worse. I did because I'm high on Kyler. They're Murray. actually worse than how than you, what you expected them to be. So what are you talking about? About no one saw this coming that they're three six and one. That's a bad year. And he's played poorly in a I'm lot of games this season. People... How can you disagree we're, with we're that? No, 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 we are going to go there for a split second. No, we're not. Gonna Why is that? Because I don't have. We'll get it on because we'll get it. Because you're not prepared. I don't have the. You're not prepared. Yeah, I'm not prepared. I like to become prepared, but Kyler Murray is right there. He's He's right there. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying that Josh Jacobs has been in and out, weak in and out, awesome. So is Kyler Murray. Okay, well, at that point, if it's a toss up, most of the time they'll say it goes to the quarterback, but I think this time it might go to the team that is has a better record. The Raiders are 5-4. and four. They're looking like a playoff team. And a huge reason why is because Josh Jacobs is running his ass off. No, he so is, he's converting the wins more saying. than Kyler Murray is right now. I don't know. We could argue that. We could argue that. Let's go to the next team in the for real food guys. Let's go Steelers. Steelers get Minka Fitzpatrick. They're on a four-game win streak. They're taking the ball away. Watt is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph is serviceable. 
James Conner's coming back, I think. Are the Steelers for real or are they Fugazi? They're for real. I mean, take it away, Pinnell. Uh, yeah. As a Steelers fan, I'm going to say they're for real. But I, I, I just, for the future, I just don't think Mason Rudolph's the answer. And he's, uh, I, like, once, once Big Ben's done after next year, uh, what I think. I agree. He, he's, like, it's just serviceable. Yeah, their defense is elite right now because they got Minka Fitzpatrick, but that offense needs to figure it out. They need to get Juju the ball. Yeah. They need to figure out how to get Juju the ball. At, at least, is at least... he getting open? I don't know. Not, I feel like he's not looking his way. He yeah. had like three catches yesterday, last time against, against the Rams. And well, like, I think it's one of those things though right now where he's like trying not to lose the game because their defense is so good. Because if he if he takes that risk and he turns the ball over, it's worse. That right? is true. But if, if they want be a playoff team. They need to get Juju the ball. He's the best receiver, and I know that Jalen Ramsey on him and all that shit. He was talking shit and everything, but Juju needs to find a way to get open and start demanding the ball. He's the best receiver on that team. I agree. Ryan? I disagree with you on one thing. I think Mason Rudolph was kind of blindsided that he had to even play this year. He's a young guy. He's only 24 years old. Um... And honestly, he's playing well. He threw for 240. Yeah, he's not playing bad. Yeah, he threw for 240-plus yards the other day against a very good Rams defense, had no picks. He was sacked three times, so that shows you his offensive line wasn't doing a great job for him. He threw a touchdown pass, no fumbles, no interceptions. I think he's playing well. And the fact that of, of, of the matter is that people are completely overlooking how good the Steelers' defense is. Getting Minka Fitzpatrick was so big... For that defense, I, people don't even realize that they're the number three fantasy defense in fantasy football right now. Yeah, I just got him. That was not a bad trade. Was no, it, it wasn't. What was no, it wasn't. It was Todd Gurley, and I got Marvin Jones and Steelers. I don't team. think that was like I think that was. That's a, you ripped him off. The Steelers How D did, have more points oh, okay. than Todd Gurley. That was just clearly the commission. Yeah, trying to budge his way in. It was. It was, it was a whole name thing. Yeah, that's one hundred percent what it is. Is that people were like, oh, Todd Gurley got traded for this now. That was a completely fair trade. If anything, I think you won it, Pennell. Mason Rudolph has a 93 QBR, if you guys are wondering. Right below Tom Brady at 93.1. But so is, Mason Rudolph is playing pretty good. But is he their future quarterback? No, 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 he's not their future. Well, look, I mean, next year, Big Ben's going to come back. If he doesn't get hurt, that's another year where Mason Rudolph can watch after having experience, which I think is a big thing for young quarterbacks. I mean, people forget Aaron Rodgers didn't play consistently until he was 27 years old. Mason Rudolph's only 24, and next year he's going to be watching Big Ben again. So I think there is a lot of time for him to figure it out, and I don't even think he's playing bad football right now either. If he's on a team it's true, if he's on a team like Big Ben was at the beginning of his career in his rookie year, where they have a fantastic defense, really good run game, there's no reason he can't be the quarterback of a very good football team. So I, I think keep it's him. It's true, but you, you got a you got a great crop of quarterbacks coming out this year. And okay, next. but you're not one of the teams that's going to get one. Oh, they could trade up. Oh no, they gave away their first round pick. Now the bottom teams right know. now are the Bengals, Redskins, Giants, Jets, and Dolphins. So two quarterbacks are definitely it is a race. Definitely a race. going. It is a race for the race okay. So, but like you're looking at teams like the Dolphins <laughs> the and the Bengals. They definitely need quarterbacks. Then you look at a team like the Broncos. They definitely need a quarterback. And then you could argue that the Bucks are completely done with Jameis Winston. So that's three teams right there. I don't think the Jets or Giants or the Redskins will even sniff at a quarterback because that would be a waste of a draft pick considering they have a young quarterbacks all on their roster. 
But I think the Bengals, the Dolphins, uh, and the Broncos I, are three argue, definite candidates to get quarterbacks early on in the draft. I'd argue that the Redskins, after they see Dwayne Haskins play these last six games or whatever it is, are going to need a quarterback. I disagree. I think there's such I a small sample size. Dwayne Haskins is horrible. not good. He's just not good. Are you happy the Giants passed on him? Couldn't be more happy. <laughs> Okay. Do you want to get into the wait? I have one more for for guys. Sean McVay. Sean McVay for he's real, for absolutely. Real. His, like I said absolutely earlier, he's, he's got a quarterback who's locked in for a long time that I don't think is very good in Jared Goff. I don't think Todd Gurley is fully healthy, and you're seeing it in his touches. And then it, it's all, it's all coming in to them being a pass heavy offense now because of Todd Gurley, and Jared Goff can't handle it. You're you're showing that I, I the just, the receivers are getting open and Jared Goff can't get in the football. Honestly, I'm gonna disagree here. I'm going Fugazi because you've seen that the recipe for this team is to run the ball. They have to be able to run the ball. They have to be able to relieve some of this pressure that's been put on Jared Goff. They have weapons. So I wanna see an offensive guru make some damn changes. I think that if you're such an offensive guru, do something. The thing is that is that people are arguing that they can't. That Todd Gurley is not healthy enough to do it. If Bill Belichick can do any, Tom Brady can play well with that fucking team. Tom Brady has three running backs, four running backs that can run the football. It's not just about running. What are his options throwing the ball? uh, Julian Edelman. That's not the point. What is his line? His line stinks. Whose line stinks? Brady's line is really not that good. I disagree with you. He just gets the ball off so quick. He gets the so. ball off. He's yeah. He gets the ball off so fast. Trust me. If if Tom Brady held the ball as long as Jared Goff, he'd get fucking sacked every other play. Okay, well, that, so that's, that's why Tom Brady's so good. He knows. He, get, exactly. he knows what to do. That's what I'm saying. There's always a way. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. There is always. But Jared a way. Goff needs to learn. There's always a way. I have a, I have another question, Ron. The Titans defeat the Chiefs. The that Falcons crazy de- defeat the Saints. Which team that is very good, top five in the league, top three in the league probably, should be more concerned after that loss? The Chiefs or the Saints? I think the Chiefs. I have yet to see them play a complete game, four-quarter game of football. And they're finding ways to lose games now. Did you, I don't know if you guys saw what actually happened that led to their loss against the Titans. But they, no, I would, this was absolutely ridiculous. They, yeah, what happened was there was a minute left, a minute and 10 seconds left. They're at the, they're, they're about a 50 yard field goal away. And Harrison Butker, that's, that's a chip shot for him. So they line up for a field goal attempt, bad snap. The quarterback, I mean, the, the placeholder stands up and throws the ball out of bounds with no receiver in the area. That's not only a turnover on downs with no points, that's intentional grounding, and it gives the defense the ball 15 yards further. So they handed that game to the Tennessee Titans. If they had punted it, yeah. it would have been... You really expect that Tannehill's going to drive 90 yards? I don't think so. Tannehill's actually playing good. Tannehill, I, I think yeah. Tannehill's far better than Marcus Mariota. I think Mariota's going to be a backup quarterback for the rest of his career. I do think Mike Vrabel's a fantastic coach, and he finds ways to win games with really a, a, maybe the like the least sexy team in the entire NFL in the Tennessee Titans. But I don't think they're good enough to beat the Chiefs in in, in Kansas City. I think that was ridiculous. So the Chiefs, you're concerned actually about it was the Chiefs, in, it right? was in Tennessee. I'm sorry, but I'm more concerned about the Chiefs than I am about the Saints. The Saints, that was a fluke game. I don't know why they didn't coach 
themselves to be prepared for the Falcons considering they had a bye week. I think what might have happened is that Sean Payton just looked past the Falcons, chalked it up as an automatic W, and was looking on it the next week. But I'm not concerned. I think it was kind of a fluke game. What about you, Chris? Chiefs or Saints? Or should either of them? Honestly, no. Like, just a bad game. Bad week. Just caught the Saints in a bad week. I mean, like they, they have Drew Brees. They have Michael Thomas, Alan Kamara. They're fine offensively. I'll, and... give, you, I'll give you this, though. They... The Saints cannot throw the ball down the field, and if they're not going to use Kamara like they should, I, they're in trouble. Oh, yeah, because if if teams figure out a way to stop Michael Thomas, they really have no other receivers yeah. to throw to. <laughs> they, they have no deep threat, zero. That's again. Yeah, but, but <laughs> Drew, Drew Brees can't really throw the ball down the field. They have to use – this is coming from a fantasy owner of Kamara, but they have to use Kamara more. They have to. They absolutely have to. Where was I going to go next? I was going to – what were you going to say? Speaking of fantasy, Pep. Let's talk about your little, uh, your little, little shindig you gotta do soon. Oh yeah. <laughs> this past week, okay, this is what happened, guys. In the group chat, I was just minding my own business. I was in class, I think. All of a sudden, I, I see some guys talking crap. Okay. If you're gonna t- talk crap, I'm gonna respond. But here's the thing: I respond with some gusto behind it. I respond with some gastonias behind it. Some gastanias, Gast- some balls, some nuts, some fucking cojones. Unlike the person who came at me. Who wouldn't back it up? If you're gonna talk shit, back it up. So, Pip, uh, I mean, they talk shit. I talk shit back, and I backed it up. How can you back it up? Whoa! You backed it up. You I backed, backed it up. up. How? What I'm saying is, I put my money where my mouth is. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna respond, I'm gonna put my ballines on the line. How, how that. has that? Yeah, how I, has that worked out for you so far? It hasn't worked so out. So one could say the moral of this story is shut your fucking mouth and let your game do the talking for you. I didn't start the shit. Okay, you responded with some gastanias, and I understand and respect that, but it's not working out for you. So know your role and maybe realize. I'm fine with the concept. Oh, I, I have zero. I couldn't regret that more. It just shows the lack of gastanias from the, from the other party. To come at me with no gusto and to not put their money where their mouth was. That's Pip, what it, that's not what a single person in the league. There's 14 members in our league. Not a single person is doubting that you have Gastanias. What people are doubting is that you have brains over Gastanias. And that is a very valid argument. Because every time you put your Gastanias on the table, your brains goes to waste. You lose. You end up pissing your pants. So I think oh, the, the moral in this story... Is shut your mouth and let your team do the talking, and you have not learned and that that's, lesson yet. That's what I'm, and that's what I'm gonna do these next two weeks. These next two weeks are big for the squad, for me and Jads. Big, big, big two weeks. I got Chris Pinnell here talking shit, and his team is one of the worst teams I've ever seen in fantasy history. Pip, if so, I win out and you lose out, we'll have the same record. Why would I lose out? Same. It's just not happening. So one of the two wins next week. I need to score a lot of points, and we're gonna be good. You have Jordan Howard as your te- back too. Look at his schedule down the stretch, and uh, you'll just wait. For the Patriots? Our team is built the after the Patriots. All right. Our team is built for the playoffs. That's all, playoffs. That's all I got to say. But we got to make it there. So. All right. So then so we're, we're going, going to, to the wait, Jets. Wait. wait let's let's talk, go to the Jets yeah, and Giants, the and then Giants. we got a fan text for some advice, and then we got the fantasy oh, draft, geez. which we have not mentioned so far, which is the fantasy draft of Thanksgiving things. Get excited. Oh. Great Get excited. So let's talk about the Giants versus the Jets, okay? Um, this was oh, this was the real shit bowl of, of the NFL this year. It was not the Redskins versus the Dolphins. 
it was not the Jets versus the Dolphins. It was really the Giants versus the Jets because both teams this year were projected to have more than five and a half wins. They were supposed to be on the rise up and both teams have regressed. Both teams are absolute disgraces to the NFL. And in all honesty, I'm glad we lost. Gives us the better draft pick. And what the sad thing is, is once I take a step back and look at myself as a Giants fan, for the last three years, I've been rooting for them to lose games for a draft pick more than I've been rooting for them to win games to make the playoffs. And that's a very sad thing. It's bad. It's it, awful. It's just a bad time to be a Giants Awful fan. time. It's an absolute bad time. But you know what? I Yes, I'm happy they lost because we get a better pick and we're... The only way this gets turned around is if we get the number one pick, number two pick, and we could trade out and get. A we home. will not. I'm talking like two or. Th- we will not. Yeah, this is what's going to happen. Talking- this is what's going to happen. Real, real quick. I think the Giants are going to get the third or the fourth pick in the draft, and they're going to get the top position player outside of a quarterback. They're going to get the best player in the draft that's not a quarterback, and we're and I think that's as much of a lock as you can get. For for projecting someone to be a good part of their defense, I think they're definitely going to get a defensive Wait, player. Why wouldn't you want? Why wouldn't you want them to come, be the worst team or second to worst second worst team in the league? Get the first or second pick, trade out maybe to that third or fourth spot, and get another first rounder, maybe two and a that's, second. Round. Like why wouldn't you want? That I happen? will. I do want that to happen. I don't think that's going to going to happen due to the fact that you think that they're going to win another game. It's uh, first off, they might. Second of all, it can't be the Jets. Dude, it can't be the, the Jets. The Cincinnati Bengals are zero and nine. They're an atrocious football team. All right, then. So are the Giants. Okay, yeah, and then the Redskins are behind them, and I honestly think that the Giants will beat the Redskins. So I don't think so. They're third. If if the, the season were to end, to, if the season were to end today, the Giants would have the third overall pick in the draft. I don't think they're worse than the two teams in front of them. I don't think they're worse than the Redskins sh- or I the Bengals. We might show up. We might show up to the Redskins Giants game at the end of the year in Redskins. <laughs> I might buy a Dwayne Haskins jersey just so to, just so that they could win and the fucking Giants could get a worse pick, a better pick. It's just bad. Pat Shermer, I mean, how many times are you going to say, Pat Shermer has to go. He's doing a great job. Like, he's, like, if you need a team to tank and to get the best draft pick possible, he's, I I don't, he may be worth a a $30 million contract for one year. He's the best coach to get you losses, maybe in the NFL. He's fantastic at his job. I I don't know, there's nothing else to say, man. It's just... The guy is He's awful. terrible. He is And awful. the second they want to start and winning he, games, they got to get him out. He's doing a really good job for them so far this year. Like people thought and people thought they might go 6 and 10. Honestly, I would not want a 6 and 10 season because that gets yeah, them a terrible draft pick season? considering yeah. how bad they were. He's doing a get really good job of getting them a top 3 draft pick so far. Yeah. Get after the season, if this guy isn't I hate to say it cuz you're talking about a guy's job. But oh, who gives a shit? He's got He's it. getting paid millions of dollars. He's got to get the heck out of town. Like, get out of town. I don't know why it's not being talked about like more. He's got to get the fuck out of town. Yeah. Period. End of story. All right. And then you see today, Adam Gate. Wait, you see today, um, the owner of the Jets came out and said that Gase's job is not like on the line. He's going to be there for a few years. Because their today. owner doesn't know football. He doesn't yeah, know it, football. It's like the Mets. It's like the Mets. It's, it's so like sad. It's literally exactly like the Mets. The Jets and the Mets are twin Jets organizations. 
They have fools yeah. running the show, and then they hire even bigger fools to run the show. Honestly, though, the Giants, the Giants are heading down that fucking. Path. Honestly, I mean, yeah, but I, I'm not. I, it's never going to be as bad as the Jets, the Mets. It's a disgrace. All right, I'm I'm disgusted as a Giants fan. Absolutely disgusting. We'll, we'll wait until they get a draft pick. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be saying that for 10 years in a row. But I guess we'll wait until the first season where they're actually they got, headed for the playoffs. You got Danny Dimes. What are you talking I'm, about? I'm concerned. You got Danny Dimes. I'm concerned. Just needs to hold on to the football. Yeah, that's... that's right. that's, that's like I don't think... Fumbles. It's like he hasn't been told about that's part of the game fix. where, like, oh, if I lose the football on the ground, like, someone takes it out of my hands. That's not a good thing. And it's like someone needs to tell him that because it's pretty important. Yeah, it's like, listen, buddy... They start taping the ball in your hand, like in uh, what's that movie? Oh, Friday Night yeah, Lights. Like Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah start taping the ball. ball. Yeah, I mean, that's something that be, can be taught, though. So I'm not, I'm not worried about Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to be the guy for a while. Okay, so then next we got a text from Andrew in Madison, Connecticut, hoping for some advice from the locker room talk, Paisans. Okay, he's in what regard? In what regard? Listen up. Here's the text. What's up, boys? So I got this chick that is consistently hitting me up to hang out. This girl is a 10. I mean, body like you wouldn't believe. One small problem, though. She dated my buddy about a year ago. Now, oh. now I've brought it up to him, and he swears he wouldn't care if I made my move, but I can tell it would be something that bothers him. Should I stick to the bro code and keep denying her or take his word that he doesn't care and bring her to pound town? <laughs> also, the Astros organization <laughs> should be terminated, and that scumbag Hinch should be banned from baseball. Thanks. No, thank you, Andrew, from Madison, Connecticut. I will respond first off to your initial text, which is... Oh, that's tough. I think if the guy's giving you the green light, it depends on how close you are with him. If you're best buds with him, he's going to be the best man at your wedding. He's going to be the uncle to your kids. You kind of don't do it. But if he's just a, oh, we're going out to the bar, he'll probably be there kind of a friend. Go for it. All right, have a good time. And if it's and also another thing that you should take into account, how much does this girl mean to you? Okay, you might you might say her ten's a body. I mean, her body's a ten, but how about her personality? Why don't you think about that for a second? Is she going to be someone that you want around at all points in the day? I got mine. Let's see you get yours, Andrew. Canal, <laughs> what say you? I think you got to stick to the bro code, honestly. Really, really, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. I kind of agree with what Queen was said. It really depends how close you are. Like, if, if you're fucking, like, if you're menches. <laughs> like, you're, if, if, if you're, you're, like. You're dapping up yeah, every day. If, if, if you're, like, best friends and everything, you're, like, he's your go-to guy. Like, he, he, he might say, like, all right, it's fine. But deep down, it's just like, all right, I don't, I don't think I should do this. Yeah, I, I Ryan, yeah. You, brought, you brought up a great point. Yeah. If, you're, if you're boys, like, if you're actually boys, you cannot come within a 10-foot pole. I mean, like. I agree with you. You just, you just can't. Like, how bad is that going to be all... when you start going out, and he's going out, and he starts, br- and like you start bringing the girl, the time, and then they have to deal with the whole thing. That's not something you want to deal with time, either. At the same, uh, this is what I'll say to you, okay? If it's, if it's, if you're just trying to go to Pound Town, like I, like you said, no, I, I say no. But if you feel that love is in the air, there's a possibility for love in the air, then you take the chance. Love, love. Love is it's hard to come by, my friend. <laughs> Pip the love group. If love is in the air, if love is in the air, go for it. That's my advice to you, buddy. That's Uncle Pip's advice. I like hey, it. Hey, she's a 10. Take her to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> Words from Chris the, Pinnell. Uh, you love to hear yeah. it. Also, now, part of the text, part B, with the Astros. Oh, 
I yeah, yeah, yeah. could not agree more. This is absolute insanity what's happening with the Astros. We're here we're we're now looking at videos that are being released on Twitter and all over the internet of pitchers clearly getting the signal for a, an off-speed pitch for a changeup for a curveball and then you coincidentally hearing a garbage can being completely battered in the dugout to let the hitters know. They dropped from 18th best in strikeouts in the league, in the whole MLB, to second in one year. After, like, this is the year that they s- supposedly started getting signals about what pitches the, the, other, the other pitcher was going to throw. This is absolute insanity. If you really look at it, I think it's getting to the point... People's Heisman's have been taken away for taking money. People's national teams, national championships have been taken away. I know that's in college because their NCAA is as sensitive as you can possibly fucking get. But if this is actually proved, take away their World Series ring. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but but guys, 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 I, I agree. But uh, well, no, I don't agree because this is done around the world. No, oh my this god, this is done. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. You don't think that other teams are trying to do this? Give me a break. It's not the point. There's like every look, team. First off, there is a there is a clear fine line between having the guy on second base relay a hand signal to the hitter or whatever if the catcher is doing a shitty job of hiding the signs and actually getting a tech a technology based program sending you information about what pitch they're about to throw. That's total bullshit, and I don't care if anyone else is doing it. If the World Series winning team does it, their World Series should go away. I'm telling you that I I guarantee that there are other teams that do this. And honestly, I don't blame them because it gives you an advantage. Dude, that's total bullshit. There's no rules that say you can't do it. That's total bullshit. First of all. That's like like in in a lifting competition in in the Olympics – for if the guy wins the gold medal and he's ripped up on steroids, then you should say, "Oh, he shouldn't get his medal stripped from him because everyone was doing steroids." It's like it's like that's bullshit. You broke the rules. You should be punished for it. Well, now now it has ended because guys are putting down multiple signs even when nobody's on base. No, it hasn't ended. This has not ended. It has. If you look, one of the most recent videos that was released was the video of Strasburg pitching in Game Six of the World Series. And how he switched up his glove angle so the computer-generated camera in center field actually couldn't see what pitch he was throwing. It, like, if you look at the two... So there's a video from him when he got hit in the first inning to, like, the second inning on. Once... In the first inning, he was pretty much clearly showing to the camera in center field that he was throwing a changeup, which is his best pitch by far. And he got hit. And then he closed it to his chest, making the camera unable to see what pitch he was throwing. But, and he and he okay, was fine. Brian, you're telling me, you're telling me. Okay, I'll give you a scenario. The teacher, you're taking, you're in, you're back in high school, you're back in middle school. You're about to take a huge test, and I mean, you pass or fail based on this test. You pass or fail the grade. This is not a good analogy at the start already, because I'm it not is, being paid millions of dollars to go to analogy. school. It's not. It's not. I'm not being paid millions of dollars to go to school, and I'm doing what I can to get to the next level, and it's different from it. That's different from professional baseball. It couldn't be less. How? What do you mean how? 
Cheating on they're tests win, is not to, the same thing get as getting a computer-generated camera sending you signals on what the other pitcher's throwing. They're trying to get to the next level, too. They're trying to make millions more dollars. They're I know, but like, it's, that is a it's Bush League embarrassing like, way to try and win. Cheat like this. <laughs> I don't know. It's not allowed a way to, to do it's, it. It's a rule. I think you it's total it. bullshit. I'll put it this how, way. I'll and, put it this way. As the least unbiased Yankee fan I know, if the Yankees were to do this, I would be absolutely ashamed. Okay, well then, that what I'm saying is that there was no way to stop it. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not saying that it's not bush league. I agree that it's bush league. However, there was not rules in place. For oh my god! To not shut be up. Done. There are definitely rules about stealing signs. I mean, I don't have the rule book in front of me. There's rules about using technology. What I'm saying is that there's nobody physically or a way possible for them to have stopped it in the past. There's not. There's no way for them to stop it. Now, like Chris said, they're going to have to have an MLB official or somebody in the dugout or with the camera crew or something or with all technology people in the Astros organization. Who the hell knows what they're going to have to do? But they're going to have to do something. And then, then, it will not happen. But the MLB allowed this to happen. Appeared on a story. It was happening this year too in the playoffs. Like I think I read something that like the Yankees heard whistling, like every now and then, when, like a change offseason was coming. Yeah, that's just like there was a whistle. Crazy. Yeah, the Astros are. But the Yankees could have done the same. By thing. By the way, this is not something that's completely just legal and completely allowed because the the St. Louis Cardinals were actually there was a lawsuit against them for stealing signs years ago. So there is actual proof that this is not allowed. Uh, yeah, I don't think you no, know about that, was, that story because that was for something. That was for something different. What? How so? That that was for that was for a an official in the front office stealing like um, like data and all that stuff from another team. I believe. I don't think it was signed. We'll dive into it more in the next episode, but I I think it was the exact same thing, and they got a lawsuit. Well, for what it. I'm saying is the Yankees had it's an even playing field for all. They all could have done this, whether or not it's right or wrong. They all could have done it. So, Y'all could have, but it, 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 it takes a hit like of your organization. All right, you guys are a bunch of scumbags, cheating scumbags. Honestly, Pip, you're, you're telling me right now, say you're the coach of the New York Yankees right now, and you have a guy that's, te- that's shadily telling you, hey, if you want, we can get a camera to get the signs from center field and send me a text message so I can let the hitter know if a changeup's coming. You think that Mr. Gastania Thomas Pippolo is going to want to take the easy way out and get a sign from a camera rather than coach your guys up and get your players as ready to hit that changeup as possible? And at the end of the fucking day, if you lose the game and you didn't hit his changeup, he beats you fair and square, the good old-fashioned way. I think any parent that has anyone trying to steal signs to win is not someone who's giving their kid any good lessons. I think this is total bullshit. And if it's actually true, they should have their title ripped away from them. It's bullshit. I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. It's like steroids. I would never take steroids. Do other people take steroids? Yes. However, there are rules in place that if somebody gets caught taking steroids, and there's drug tests and stuff like that. So I'm not going to... I would never do it, first of all, morally. And B, I am... Opposed to doing it because there's harsh penalties. Therefore, I would never. I agree with you. In this case, in this case, there's there's no really precedent for it. This is why I think it's kind of somewhat. You can argue that it's clever by the Astros. There's no real precedent against it. There's no real punishment precedent for it. So I don't know. It's it's arguably, it's arguably a clever 
game tactic. I am absolutely shocked you feel this way. I think you would be all over this. I, I, I think this is ridiculous. I think it's the shadiest, most bullshit way to actually try and, and win ball games. I think it's ridiculous. I think if at the end of the day you don't have the best team on the field, then you're going to lose. There you go. Let's get into our let's get into our draft. Fantasy draft kind of, the of the week, so, fellas the so and Felacinis, Felacinas. We got the fantasy draft of Thanksgiving things. How are we determining the draft order? I'm spinning the pencil. Aquino is going to be the microphone. Yes, okay. Aquino is not with us, by the way. He's in Queens, New York, Facts. at his apartment. Aquino, you are first. Okay. Fuck. That's me. Oh, that was in the middle. I am second. Pip is second. Fucking cheater. Canelo's third. Right, not the spin. <laughs> Quino, you're up. I need to be put in check with how broad my answer could be. Because this is a broad answer. Anything that happens Thanksgiving weekend. That's like... No, Thanksgiving day. No, no, th no, no Thanksgiving weekend I'll allow it because okay. they're, Thanksgiving Eve's pretty lit too. The number one thing that I look forward oh, to true. is the turkey dinner feast on Thanksgiving. That's like eating that huge ass right, turkey like leg, that wing, that whatever, any part of it. That's absolutely something I look forward to every single year. Stuff that whole turkey in my face and then I take a nap after it. That turkey dinner Ryan, is fantastic. You make me gag, okay? You make me gag because... You are so tailoring your picks to the people. How? I mean, pick, have some Gastanis and pick something that you actually like. You cannot tell me <laughs> that you love turkey the most to pick it the first. Turkey is the most overrated thing in this Pip, world. Don't let your bias affect my bias. I'm not bullshitting my answer whatsoever when I say I look forward to that turkey dinner every year. Gravy is not a year-round type thing. If you have it in the summer, your arteries will burst open. That's a scientific fact. It's specifically made for late November, that turkey dinner, and I look forward to it every single year. Okay. My first pick, and I think I just stole Pinnell's pick, is going to be, ah, eh, ah, eh, oh, ah, I'm going to this. I'm saying that post-feel, when you're just absolutely stuffed, you're on the couch, and you turn on the football, and you get to take that nap, that nice nap, man. That Thanksgiving nap is possibly the best thing in this world. What is better than that? So, so your your number one pick right, is so feeling bloated. Two. No, 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 no. Okay, just, I'm just, I'm, yeah, it's, no, it's damn what near what it sounds like. It's sitting your fat ass on the couch and watching football after dinner. So football, yeah, it's, football. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Just, uh, no, you get to take a nap and football, like... You, oh, so you, so you go fall like asleep and watch football. Football, you get you get to watch football, which makes you fall asleep because it's like... So what you're saying is you go fall asleep, then watch football at the same time. That's what, that's what <laughs> oh, I'm hearing. Pip, what's the difference? Also, what's the football. difference between having a fat lunch at 12 o'clock noon on a football Sunday and falling asleep during the 1 o'clock games? What's the difference between that and the Thanksgiving it's one? A completely different, how so? It's a completely different feeling. How so? You're just, you're so satisfied. It's Thanksgiving. Love is in the air. Family is around. Your family's over every weekend. Falling. I don't want to hear it. The leaves are falling from the trees. I mean, come on. Wait, so, so what are we classifying my pick as? I, it sounds the like post, sleeping. Post food, post Thanksgiving dinner nap. Post food coma. Yes, yeah, post food coma. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, coma. The coma. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Food coma. All right. 
You're up. My first pick. And the crowd was silent. My first pick is uh, I got some options here. So you you didn't choose football, is what you're saying? You kind of did. So uh, he kind of did. So I'm, I'll leave that. All right. No, so you can you can go definitely go football. Category. He didn't. He did not choose football. That had nothing to do with it. All right. Well, it's, it sounded like it, but all right. Let's go back to the food category. I'm going with stuffing. Oh, I love stuffing. Stuffing. I actually don't I fucking like love stuffing. stuffing. Taking out the bird, you know, fucking because. My dad puts the, the bread and stuffing in the turkey, and you Ooh. cook it in the turkey, so that's it's fucking good. Damn. Yeah. That sounds good. My mouth is watering. My next pick, because it's snake draft, you know, I, I get the wraparound. Yes. Leftovers. Ooh. Oh. Thanksgiving Day leftovers after. that you have for the whole weekend. Yeah. So you basically have Thanksgiving for four days. Well, you can have two meals, too. Like, you usually get that first, like, you get the no, Thanksgiving I know. And then that night that you're, you're just like, I'm, saying, I'm like, fucking hungry. Like, like the, you, the you next, next couple days when you're just munching on turkey, yeah. mashed potatoes, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leftovers. Leftovers. That's a good pick. Solid two picks. Uh-huh. I'm going food with my second pick. I'm going mashed potatoes. Guys, if you have not been to the Piffalo, Piffalo, the Piffalo, if you have not been to the Piffalo household, okay, everything that my mom makes is very good. However, her mashed potatoes are next level. Elite. She has a, she, they're elite. They're elite. They're elite mashed potatoes. You put some gravy on it. Elite. Elite status. Ryan? That's a damn fine, damn, damn fine pick. That makes my pick tough because I was actually going to pick mashed potatoes. But due to the fact that you have not actually officially picked this, I'm taking this. Thanksgiving Day football is awesome. There are three games perfectly separated in time. You've the ability to watch all three, care about all three, and not worry about the any you know overlapping games, anything like that. They're all big games. It's awesome. I look forward to it every single week, considering that it's just that perfect separation of those three games. Love fo- uh, Thanksgiving Thursday football. Love it. The next thing I'm going to go with. Up. Nope, I got my last pick of the draft. Snake draft never wraps around. I always, I always Call me corny. I don't actually get to see my family too often. Obviously, immediately immediate family. Dad, mom, brother, sister. I get to see them a lot. But actually, the whole family just being together, guaranteed, lock it in, last Thursday of every November is just a great thing, and I love doing it every year. Great pick. Great pick. Again, a gag. A gag. You're sa- are you saying I don't like my family? No, it's just that's just like a given. Like it's just like the people. You're trying to you're trying to cater to the people. I'm not at all. You're trying to get, some, you're trying to get brownie points. Pip, just, I don't actually spend that much time with my cousins and my aunts and my uncles because they, they live so far away. I don't get to see them that often. Well, you're doing something wrong then. They you're live doing, far away. I'm going. I don't care. They're family. Your family my lives at five pick. miles down the road. You get to see them every five seconds. If they lived two I hours mean, away, you wouldn't see them every weekend, right? Uh, my family uh, is an hour and a half kind of away, but. That's besides the point. My third and final pick in this draft. I am going with, and Penel sparked this idea in my head. I'm going with the night before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Eve, going to the bar and seeing fucking everybody and their mother that you grew up with. I mean, there's nothing better than that, in my opinion. So, the Thanksgiving Eve. It's one of the best nights of the year. CP, what say you? I'm you going, like, well, first of all, you like that night of the year? Yeah, it's always fun. It's always fun. It's a good time. It's more than fun. Yeah, I figured out what we're doing this year because our just go-to spot decided to close. Oh, selfish. Gosh, what are we doing? Uh, if anyone has any ideas, 
Don't be scared to shoot him out here. Just WP is going to be the move. All right. Uh, my last pick. I'm going. I'm going to the sweets. I'm going sweets. pumpkin. Pumpkin pie. Okay. Your dad makes good pumpkin pie. Makes no. Uh, Stop and Shop does. Stop and Shop yeah. makes a good pumpkin pie. Um. Yeah. Nice pumpkin How about pie. pie? No apple pie. No apple pie. I'm a big pumpkin pie guy on Thanksgiving. You know, puts heat it up. Put some cold ice cream ice on top. Cream, vanilla. A little whipped cream. You know, not too cream. much. Not too overpowering. And just shove that straight up my ass. <laughs> love it. Unreal. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's gonna do it. For this episode of the Locker Room Talk, we appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate it. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Rate. Do your thing. Please. Hey, shut up. Please help us out. Jesus, I'm done with this episode. Adios, boys. Peace. And girls. Bye. Go Steelers. <laughs>